I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. I uh, was talking to some of my old buddies, and, and we're a group of guys that just happen to like lever guns. Of course, I, I like any gun, but I'm partial to lever guns. And uh, got to, got some myself and really enjoy them. Now, one of them got to talking about the Winchester 1876 Centennial. Now, that is a nice gun, and, and the general consensus of the uh, conversation came back to saying, hey, why don't you do a bit on that? And I said, sure. So anyway, contrary to popular opinion, the Winchester Repeating Arms Company's Model 1876 Centennial Rifle did not come from its uh, predecessor, the Model 1873. Rather, it was the final product of a development program that had begun some 12 years before it came about. Now, most, if not all, confusion now surrounding the Model 1876 uh, origins can be traced to the uh, promotional brochure issued by uh, Winchester when the rifle was unveiled at the Philadelphia Centennial Exhibition. Now, to capitalize on the model's 1873's growing popularity among the sporting public, as well as a growing interest in the big game hunting, the new Centennial rifle was introduced this way. Now, that would be the success attending to the, the sale and use of the 1873 and constant calls from many sources, and particularly from the regions in which the grizzly bear and other large game are found, as well as from the plains where the absence of cover and shyness of the game require the hunter to make his long shots at long range made it desirable for the company to build a still more powerful gun. Okay, Now retaining all the essential me mechanical elements of the former model and adding such improvements as seemed possible, the result has been a gun carrying a centerfire cartridge capable of reloading caliber 45 slash 100 with 75 grains of powder and 350 grains of lead, which is nearly double the charge used in the model 1873 and about the same as that adopted by the U.S. government. All right, that's how it went. But anyway, given the content of these remarks, it was inevitable that the public would assume that the model 1876 was merely a larger scale version of the model 1873. Yet, this simply wasn't true. Now, the basic form and construction of what was to become the Centennial model had been determined long before any thought was given to producing the Model 1873. Its introduction, however, was to be delayed for almost eight years due to the slow process of de developing reliable as well as reloadable large-bore cartridges. Now, the true origin of the Model 1873, uh, 6 rather, can be traced to the series of iron frame lever action rifles and carbines developed by Oliver F. Winchester for the overseas market between 1866 and 1869. Now identified as the Model 1876 Swiss contract and 1868 British trial rifles, these arms were built using receivers having detachable side plates 
of the uh, type later encountered on the Winchester Model 1873. Unlike the latter model, however, both the, the Swiss and British series were chambered for large bore centerfire cartridges. Although both models met with the considerable success during their respective trials, they were not commercially produced in great numbers. Now, indeed, only the Winchester Swiss sharpshooter's rifle was made in quantity, and only in Switzerland by the Zurich firm Weber and Rausch. Now, following the purchase of the American Repeating Rifle Company by Winchester in 1869, Luke Wheelock began a series of experiments to determine whether or not Christopher Spencer's rotating breech block could be altered for use in a new iron frame arm. Now, through the tests indicated that uh, uh, such a product was feasible, extraction problems led to the design's abandonment. Now, Wheelock then developed the 4570 caliber rifle that utilized a more conventional toggle link action. Noteworthy more for its clean flowing lines and that its ability to withstand hard service. Now this design too was set aside. Now realizing that the market conditions uh, would not support a continued growth of the 44 caliber rimfire model 1866 brass frames uh, sales, O.F. Winchester authorized the production of a stopgap design. Now this led to the introduction of the iron frame model 1873. Despite the less than stellar sales initially uh, that was generated by the 1873, uh, work continued on developing a larger, more powerful version. So by 1875, a series of prototypes had been built in a variety of calibers ranging from 38 to 45 caliber. As the design was fine-tuned by George H. Dupay and George R. Stetson and Charles S. Wells Dupay, they perfected a 45 caliber cartridge that could be effectively used against all North American biggest game. Now, carrying a powder charge of approximately 75 grains, the new round was christened the 4575 Winchester Centerfire Cartridge. Now, when the new model was unveiled in uh, Philadelphia Centennial's Exposition of 1876, the Winchester Company displayed four different versions, a deluxe sporting rifle, a standard sporting rifle, and a carbine with a rifle musket. Now, interestingly, only uh, the standard sporting rifle and musket were in 4575. The deluxe sporting rifle and carbine were chambered in Wells and DuPay's experimental 40 caliber round. Now, buoyed uh, uh, by the public uh, that the new model had generated an, uh, at the exposition and newspaper accounts documenting the scores which uh, Captain James E. Stetson, now that's one of the company's employees, had made a Creedmoor using a prototype 4575 caliber rifle. Now, Winchester immediately set about tooling up for a new model. Now, despite some setbacks, this was completed by early June of 1877. And the first production model, 1876, was uh, delivered to the company's shipping department on, January, on June 8, 1877. Now, while initial production was limited to sporting rifles as additional tooling was completed, the product line was enlarged to include rifle muskets and finally carbines. Over the next 20 years, June 8, 1877 to December 17, 1897, 
when manufacturing ceased, a total of 24,881 Model 1876 carbines, muskets, and rifles were made. Although a final lot of Model 1876 stock receivers were uh, serial numbered from 63,871 to 63,911, on June 28th of 1898, actual production of the model had ended almost 10 years earlier. Now, during the interim, orders were processed using a pre-existing component inventories, and receivers were, for the most part, individually numbered on the as-needed basis. Now, the last 4575 caliber Model 1876 to be assembled and shipped was number 6, 000, uh, 69,000, 869. Now it was fitted with a 28-inch octangular barrel, a uh, plain trigger, and a plain pistol grip stock. Now this rifle was received in the Winchester warehouse on December 17, 1897. Now it remained there until shipped on March 15, 1898. And interestingly, the previous 4575 caliber Model 1876 to be shipped was unmounted receiver, serial number 63,870, and it was sent out in January of 1898. Now, while it is likely that the sales of the 4575 caliber Model 1876 never approached the levels originally hoped for by Winchester's management, they were nevertheless fairly substantial. Yet, in the long term, it was not to be these sales levels or the revenues they generated that were to be remembered by the company. Now, rather, it was the role that the 4575 caliber Model 1876 played in making the name Winchester, and therefore Winchester Firearms is synonymous with reliability. Now, this incidental byproduct of the model's distribution came about through its adoption by the Northwest Mounted Police in Canada. While this event in uh, and of itself might not have appeared to have been of any great significance at the time, the American public's subsequent infatuation with the Mounties and their trusty Winchesters proved otherwise. Now the, now the image of the lone mounted police officer facing large groups of potentially hostile natives or desperate lawbreakers was popularized in countless articles published in the U.S. as well as abroad. Now, to Winchester's good fortune, many of these articles were illustrated with line drawings clearly showing the stalwart constable's Model 1876 carbine. As a result, the general public uh, formed an immediate association with the Northwest Mounted Police with Winchester and an assumption that it was the Winchester rifle that allowed individual constables to carry out their duties with unassailable authority. So, the perception of the Winchester's reliability was, in turn, a nat nat natural result of the public's belief that the force, such as the Northwest Mounted Police, would choose only the safest and most reliable of firearms for their men. So, to use the word coined by Horace Walpole, the adoption of the uh, uh, 4575 caliber Model 1876 by the Northwest Mounted Police was a matter of pure serendipity. Now, to remind you, I have to, with my time constraints, with the, uh, I have to do this in two parts. So this is going to be part one, and I'm going to also put a part two here so that you can follow this along because I can't get it all in in one sitting. So, 
until the next until you see here part two coming up next uh if you gotta get in touch with me at any bitches gripes or complaints feel free to do it at gunsmoke at yahoo.com that's g-u-n-s-m smoke all lowercase at yahoo.com or go to our facebook page and that be gunsmoke gunsmoke love hearing from you and i'll see you on part two right shortly